0: God says, when the troubles come, he said, fight, you can't fight, he said, withstand, you can't withstand, he said, stand, what does it mean to stand, he said, don't change, what, don't change what, number one, don't change what you believe. Here we will reason concerning the scriptures about the doctrines we hold dear. We believe in souls being saved, lives being changed, and Bible doctrines being strengthened by the Word of God. We believe in the local church, soul winning, missions, and everything taught in the King James Bible.
1: I thank God tonight for this wonderful Bible. You know, I I thank God it's a perfect book, and I, I love the Bible. doesn't need any addition, no correction, nothing taken from it. Thank God tonight for the Holy Bible. I like it
0: just like it is. We are not ashamed of being fundamental Baptists, and we want to encourage others to remain true to the Bible, their Baptist heritage, and to not change what they have been given. You just stick with the book. You can't beat this book. <laughs> Why does every generation feel that we got to change it just a little bit, because our daddy did it fast
2: this and our granddaddy did it like that, and let's change it just a little bit. You change it, and things that are different are not the same. The same commit out of faithful men.
0: Thank you for joining us in our discussion of what it means to be a fundamental Baptist.
1: Welcome to Restoration Care Ministries. Our website is designed to to teach, to coach, to assist people in in restoring broken relationships first and foremost, of course with our Creator God and our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you don't know Jesus as your personal savior, our hope is that you'll listen to the the free video that uh, describes salvation, how to know for sure that when this life is over, heaven is your home. Today, I have a special guest with me, and we're going to talk about one of our courses, and I I really want to whet your appetite because uh, there's nobody like the Lord Jesus. Today, my guest is Dave Hiles. Hello, Dave. Good to see you. Hi. Good to see you, Brother Kingsbury. Thank you so much for what you do for the Ministry of Restoration and particularly Restoration Care Ministries and helping us to really with the the idea and then moving forward into into the production of this uh, uh, this opportunity and thank you for taking time with me today Uh, we want to tell our uh, viewers and listeners about this course Jesus the Master Restorer and um I guess I'd like to begin a little bit with, tell us about it, it, your restoration ministry right now that that you and and, uh, and folks, uh, Dave uh, has an incredible wife, uh, Brenda, and uh, Diane and I have been blessed by their ministry at uh, the place, the Red Barn. But why don't you tell our folks just for a couple of minutes about what God has you doing now?
2: Well, as many of you know, there was a time in my life uh, when I had a fall, a, a terrible fall, a, a fall that was shameful and wrong, and, and God had to restore me. And, and, and through the process of being going through restoration, I, I, I wanted to know everything I could, so I began to study it. Well, God allowed that to turn into a ministry to others. It's an underground ministry. I've never wanted to put myself out there. In fact, uh, quite the opposite. I, I've kind of wanted to keep it underground, but the Lord won't let me, and so uh, uh, we've been doing this for a number of years now. Uh, Pastor Baker uh, first uh, hoodwinked me into it, uh, <laughs> and he he kind of pushed me uh, forward uh, to use what God had given me. So, and then six years ago, this uh, this this past month in July 31st, my wife and I uh, moved to the Red Barn. God provided it miraculously, a place where people can come and be restored. We have a a preacher that's been with us now for six weeks uh, that's here uh, that uh, had a a fall in his life, and we've been working with him, and and that's just an example. Many, many have come through here. Some are discouraged. Some are being attacked, but others have fallen. And so we are involved in this ministry of restoring here at the Red Barn, restoration Inn at the Red Barn.
1: (laughs) That's awesome. Now, the course that we're talking about today, Jesus the Master restorer, the uh, where did the idea where did it come from?
2: well, interestingly, i I study a lot in the in the scriptures about what the Bible says about restoration. and there are many examples of restoration, but I wanted to have uh, an example of someone who was restored and how they were restored. Uh, uh-huh who better than the apostle Peter and who better to be the restorer than our own savior, our own Lord, who did all of the restoration for the apostle Peter. So that's where it came from. And I did this for 18 weeks, uh, one,
1: one night a week. That's awesome. Yeah. When I, when I thought about this, of course, my mind immediately went, well, where is he going to go? You know, because Jesus you know everywhere in the gospels matthew mark luke and john you find him restoring broken lives in fact when you just when you open your bible if you start way back at genesis who is it that's walking in the garden looking for adam and eve i mean they didn't come looking for him but he went after them to restore them right and uh, there were consequences of course they had to leave the leave their garden home there but he didn't abandon them and uh so, so we're going to go to the Apostle Peter in this in this in this course, and probably the what what particular event in his life? I think I know, but
2: yeah. Now, the the event that took place in Peter's life is one that uh, everybody knows about, but they don't necessarily see all the nuances that took place. But of course, we know that that Peter denied Christ three times. But what made that such a severe sin? We we kind of, we have our own pet sins and, 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 and no one should minimize any sin. But sometimes I don't know if we realize the sins that offend the Lord Jesus more than they offend us. They should offend us. For example, in Matthew uh, chapter 10, verse 33, Jesus was speaking to the disciples and he said these words, but whosoever shall deny me before men him will I also deny before my father, which is in heaven. How severe was denying Christ? It was so severe that what Jesus said is, I will deny you before my father. Peter didn't do it once. He did it three times. And I think he knew and maybe even felt it was all over for him after he had denied the Lord.
1: How encouraging. This will be to... uh to our viewers, to those who take this course, because I don't know anybody that hasn't denied Christ. And I, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mean that tritely by any means. I just, I, I, it's just a, the reality is that each of us have been in those situations where we were, um, where it was going to be costly for us to stand up for Christ and, and to, uh, Kind of verbally acknowledge our relationship with Him. I think of this in soul winning and and uh, standing for truth. Uh, now, with in Peter's life, uh, tell us a little bit about the background when um, when the Lord forewarned Peter about this very uh, denial. And how does that all fit in? I guess I guess sometimes you read about God, you know, Jesus is God. He's revealing the future here to him. And it's as if, you know, Pete, you're going to do this. <laughs> and uh, not that it makes it inevitable for any of us, but maybe explain to us uh, and to our viewers that that backdrop there, the background to this denial of Peter.
2: Well, restoration begins before a fall. Wow. And the reason we don't have restoration in some of our churches is because we have not prepared our people for the inevit- inevitability of people falling, even the inevitability that sometimes that will be spiritual leaders who are fall. Pe- Peter was a leader among the disciples. He was, they looked to him. He was the guy that spoke out first. He was the guy that was the most zealous how disappointing it must have been but jesus warned peter in the presence i believe of the other disciples of what was going to happen he didn't tell him hey i hope you won't do this he knew he was going to do it it was an inevitability jesus knew peter was going to deny him three times so he said this he said peter satan hath desired to have you. Now, this is what's really interesting. When you sin, Satan doesn't have you. He doesn't have you. After you sin, he wants to have you. You see, once you sin, now it's a it's a battle. Are you going to come back to God or, or are you going to follow the sin? And I'll give you an example of that. Saul and David. D- Saul sinned and Satan got it. David sinned. And David resisted Satan getting him. So the, the, the beginning of the battle is before you is before you sin. And he said, he hath desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Now, sifting wheat was what caused the good to be separated from the bad. In other words, I wanna knock the good out of you. I wanna take the good away from you and use it for my purpose. So Satan wants... That's why so many men that fall can go into business and be successful because they've got great gifts that Satan would love to use that God had at one time. So sin tests your faith. And that's a crazy thing to say, but it does. Sin tests your faith. When you fail the Lord, you have to have the faith to believe. And that's the next part. He said that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for thee. Oh. I love to tell people this, who have fallen, and I counsel them. I, I tell them, when you sin, Jesus was praying for you. He's been praying for you. In fact, right now, he's praying for you. As you're fighting through your battles, he's praying for you. And he's praying that um, that, that, your, that you, your faith won't fail. That's what he's praying, that your faith fail not. So he doesn't want your faith to fail. But I have prayed for thee that thy faith fail not. So that was the fourth thing. And then the fifth thing he said was, and when thou art converted, in other words, you're not through, you're not through. There's something for you.
1: Wow. That certainly proved to be true. Wasn't it? Uh, Didn't it? Uh, The, the very fact that Peter on the day of Pentecost was the spokesperson, the one, the spokesman that just really was at the very uh, leadership, the front of it there and speaking out for Christ and with incredible boldness that came to him from the spirit of God. Uh, What an encouragement this uh, this course will be uh, uh, to those that have um, that are in need of restoration. I can think of, uh, you know, I I can think of a church taking this though when their pastor has fallen. Yes, even before, even when it's not happened, just I think for all of us, uh, this certainly whets my appetite to because I've this is a part and parcel of dealing uh, with uh, restoration care ministries. It's uh, it really is it uh, prominent in, in uh, leadership is where, you know, the people that God's funneled your direction and mine. Likewise, um, how many, how many uh, different sessions are included in this, uh, this, this course that you're offering?
2: They're 18. They're wow. about 15 to 20 minutes long Perfect. They just very simple, but they go from the, the beginning before Peter sinned all the way to the very end when Jesus was there with him, fed him breakfast, asked him if he, if he loved him and, and, and began that process of bringing Peter to where God intended, where Christ intended for him to be. Peter's fall was a part of his maturity. And and the reason I say that, I mean, we don't want to fall, but it is when we fail the Lord that we realize how weak we are and how much we must rely on his power rather than our own. And that's not something Peter did very well before the fall, but after he fell, he did.
1: Sure. It reminds me of the Apostle Paul talking about the benefit of the messenger of Satan that was sent to buffet him to the church at Corinth. He talked about this, that, um, uh, that he might experience the, uh, the value of the grace of God. My grace is sufficient for thee. You know, God told him no about taking away that thorn in the flesh, that messenger from Satan, because he wanted him to discover the sufficiency of his grace. And, uh, that's exactly what he's doing with peter and that's what he's done in my life and yours um well it sounds very very exciting brother i'm very very grateful i hope this will get in a book is this going to go into a book maybe sometime
2: yes sir it will i'm uh working on a couple of books now and when those are done i have uh, uh this is on my list of things i'm going to be publishing over the next couple of years so We'll, we'll now, get that people,
1: is, is it OK if people want to get in touch with you about about the Red Barn or is there a kind of an avenue that you recommend? What do we.
2: Yeah. Uh, first thing is you can email me fallen in grace, F-A-L-L-E-N-I-N grace, G-R-A-S, uh, <laughs> <laughs> G-R-A-C-E. I can't spell this morning and fallen in grace. Fifty four at Gmail. So, you can email me at that number, or let me tell you, I've got, um, uh, let's see here, I, I got a phone number that people can reach me. It's an emergency kind of a number, but you can reach me at any time that you need to at 931 228 5789. 931 228 5789. And we don't always have someone answering, but you can leave a message and what you want and need, and I'll return. Uh, your call and or someone will soon
1: and who would you recommend who would you recommend take this uh, this course jesus the master restorer
2: it's a good question um i would start off every pastor should um I agree. churches should respond to sin not react to sin that's an important thing <clears throat> a response is a premeditated determined determination of what you're going to do a reaction is an emotional Uh, response or or, or, uh, action. So what happens in most churches when someone falls, people react rather than respond. However, if the pastor prepares them and he knows what they should do and they're prepared, they won't react, they'll respond and they'll act like Christ did. I think any Christian leader should learn these principles. Um, If you've had a friend who has fallen, what do you do? How, how do you respond to your friend? And I think the first thing you, you need to look at is how Jesus responded to Peter. And this will explain all the steps that Jesus took and why they were important in this matter of restoration. So any Christian leader, any Christian who has a friend who's fallen, um, you know, a pastors, I think should should take this
1: course. That's just excellent. And um... Let me encourage uh, those of you that are watching this video to uh, take that next step. You can actually watch the very first uh, session of these 18 uh, free of charge. And uh, so may I encourage you to uh, go online here and, uh, and find Jesus the Master Restorer and take advantage of this uh, opportunity and take good notes and uh, implement God's word in your life and see how transformational that will be, and if it results in restoration of someone whose life has been broken by sin, uh, Dave Hiles and I, and uh, Brother Baker, and the others that are a part of this team, uh, working to bring restoration principles to light, and into the lives of uh, believers, and uh, bringing new hope, and encouragement for them i think I, I guess you think of what peter accomplished then with his life is just absolutely extraordinary uh, but it was it was after it was it was after this uh, this sequence of events that then uh, no wonder he was willing to pray and uh with the others for 10 days that he uh, after jesus went back to heaven for the power of the spirit of God in his life, because he knew I am a uh, it's impossible for me to to be the person that I need to be for God and for others without his assistance, without his help, Jesus, the master restorer. Well, any final word about the about the course?
2: Well, first of all, don't forget pastors. You can purchase um, this, this, and all of our courses for your church. Uh, go online, check it out, and you can purchase all of these that can be used for your church so that individuals don't have to do it, but your church can, and you can plug them into all of these. But I I would love to see restoration become mainstream uh-huh. in our churches again. Um, Ooh, amen. Soul, soul winning and restoration.
1: Yeah, there you go. Well, thank you, my friend. And, Enjoyed it. Uh, this has been very, very uh, enlightening and uh, created an appetite in my own heart and uh, for this course. And I'm sure in the in the hearts and lives of others. Thank you for joining me today on Restoration Care Ministries explaining the uh, course, Jesus, the Master Restorer. If you'd like to contact me in any way, you can go to Dr. Paul Kingsbury at gmail.com that's dr paul kingsbury at gmail.com or through our system here at uh, at our website you may also make contact with me if i can help you in any way and uh god bless you
0: thank you for listening to the fundamental baptist podcast if you have any questions you can email us at the fundamental baptist podcast at gmail.com